Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Tuesday, June 14th, uh, it is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. It is Twitter Tuesday or the Tweet of the Day Tuesday, however you want to say it. But we also have a busy schedule. We have uh, Allie McCracken in from the Lincoln's Arts Festival. We're going to talk with her, her first segment about that coming up uh, June 18th and 19th. Um, the coordination for that was outstanding, more on my part of uh, emails while I was on the road, forgetting about emails, Allie being gracious enough to be here on time and be ready to go. And so looking forward to that. Uh, Councilman Richard McGinnis will be on to talk about uh, his proposal, which got voted on last night to rescind uh, both fairness ordinance, the one from eons ago and last night. I think what you're going to find on that, though, when we talk with Councilman McGinnis is something that Natalie Weiss and I have talked a lot about, which is a lot of people were frustrated with the way it was written and and all the different things in it. And I think a lot of people involved also agreed that there is room for improvement in the city on that. I am one of those people. And that just says that, hey, we need to take it issue by issue and we need to get all stakeholders together before we go to legislation. And then so we have things that work right for the whole community. And I believe that's what we did last night as a city, as a city council is we said, okay, hey, we understand kind of some of the shortcomings of the past um, with legislation and with our own processes as well as a community. And these are issues that we need to work for as we go forward in Lincoln. And I am one to help with that because I believe there is room in there and I believe that we can do some things. Um, going forward in those areas and you know sometimes just legislation is maybe not written in a way that everybody can understand or agree to it and i certainly think we have enough people to go work on it so that's what we're going to do this show and somewhere in there we're going to talk about uh, the tweet of the day which has to do with live golf but uh let's really uh welcome ali to the show ali welcome to drive time lincoln howdy how's it going out there in radio land in radio land right yeah no it's going good um you know, you are an artiste, I, I guess, at some level or a creative. So, as you can see, I mean, this is our creative platform right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's our uh, it's our canvas, and we just paint with words as best we can. And um, glad you came in. Um, I know that KLN is sponsoring, but uh, tell us um, where you got involved with the arts festival, and for people that maybe don't know, what is it? Uh, yeah, so I got involved just but six months ago with the Lincoln Arts Council. Super happy to be here. And a main part of my job is planning the Lincoln Arts Festival. So okay. it's our biggest event of the year. We've been doing it. This, is, this will actually be our 21st year. So wow. it's been around for a minute. And, you know, it's really evolved over the years because I think primarily it was an art sale when it took place out at South Point. Many people in the area are probably very familiar with that since it's been around for so long. But we've recently moved to Canopy Street and in the rail yard. So this is our second year there. Super prime location. Um, just really a nice spot to be for this kind of an art exhibit, art show, lots of performers, lots of creative, interactive activities. Super family friendly, you know, you can come, you can paint, you can create, you can, you know, make a button, you can do I mean, sure. anything kind of under the sun, we have it going. And, um, you know, so it's taking place June 18th and 19th, at Canopy, Canopy mm -hmm. Street and in the rail yard. 
And so it's just right around the corner. Lots of planning has gone into this over the last six months. That's what I've been doing. I'm new to the team, but I've come in full force and it's been a lot of fun. That's why they pushed you out to, to me. They're like, go see Riggins on KLIN. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, actually, that's pretty cool history. So you start probably, I'm guessing, local artists selling some works out at South Point. Yeah. And kind of as time goes on, definitely move to a prime location that can get and attract lots of people. Um, and, you know, some of us, I think, go, oh, art, I get it, painters or maybe pottery. But in fact... If you don't know folks, and again, I'm a graduate of the University of Nebraska, I mean, we have a huge art and diversity in art from performers to, geez, painters, sculptors. I'm probably missing. I'm going to ask you here in a second. But I mean, even if you you go to (laughs) Omaha, right? I mean, we have a rich history in eastern Nebraska, and I would say Nebraska in general. Yeah, You know how much I'm in favor of the new license plate, because guess what that is? That's art inside the Capitol. Right. Um, I'm a fan of of the Persian Memorial. So art. So tell me, because you're advertising 90-some creatives and performers, artists, give me a broad brush stroke of, of some of that, yeah. kind of the depth of it. I think it's nice to define because uh, the term creative is broad. And so first and foremost, we have about 90 selling artists, and those come from all over the nation. We have about 50% of those who are regional, so okay. there is a lot of local art, which is awesome. Um, the mediums for this kind of visual art range from pottery to jewelry uh, to printmaking and graphics to, um, you know, visual painting and things like that. So just kind of all the things you would expect, metalwork, wood. Um, but on top of that, you know, we have really wanted to expand and not make it just a sale. Mm-hmm. Because part of what we do with the Lincoln Arts Council is it's all about making the arts accessible to everyone. So sure. within the schools, within different areas of the community. And so we want, uh, the evolution of the festival is that we want uh, attendees to to be accessible. And so we have um, a variety of different activity partners doing different things with organization and that's really our our way is to kind of partner up with these organizations because that's how you get more people involved sure. this is a community event we want collaboration we want our art to be collaborative we want to really utilize art to bring people together mm-hmm. this event is for everyone um so we have but we have dance we have performances we have music we have theater we have uh just lots and lots of different types of art that can all come together in this one location and it, make for really just like a celebration of the arts sure. in Lincoln. So yeah, I mean typically right folks you're hearing, you know, you've got art and artists, you know, are gonna sell some of their works and you can get unique things that are as unique as the artists, but you're also talking about performances, mm-hmm. I mean music, you're probably talking about not just young kids, but even adults maybe learning. Exactly. Some of the, the tricks of the trade, if you will, in different um, modalities. That'd be my guess, right? That is Who's set up for that? That's exactly right. And that's the whole idea. You know, this is a free event. Mm-hmm. And so everybody can come down. They can bring the whole family or they can come if they're just a solo person. And this is a time to engage. Engage with your arts community because we have teaching artists we have just artists who you might really not get the chance to talk to otherwise because you know artists spend time in their studios or they're selling at galleries 
this is the time where they actually come out and they engage with the community if they don't on a regular basis, because I can't say that many art- artists don't because they do. Um, but this is just another time to for that. And so to be aware that this event is happening, you know, it's just a good time to come down. People are super welcoming and we've we've really made it with these activity partners so that they are helpful to people who kind of don't really know if you you want to do art but you don't know really what to do Mm -hmm. i mean it's like or you don't have the supplies or i mean art can be an investment or art can be like what direction do i go and sometimes a bit of inspiration is exactly what we all need and so that you get inspiration from working with other people seeing what they're doing whether you're they're a selling artist artist and you think wow i could do that i want to be doing that or they're just an activity partner who says hey this is a technique you can be doing and then you go home and you really go to town on that so lots of cool stuff like that to engage with um yeah definitely would want to check it out what um with regard to some of the uh, i want to say performance because people like me like i love theater people don't know that i i'm a huge live theater guy cool oh yeah big time and been i've seen it all over the world like you you want to get me stuck for a couple of hours? Just get me like live performances on theater. I totally dig it. Nice. Um, but any type of things that in a normal cycle of leak and weekends, people coming in that might be the only time they're going to catch them this year, mm-hmm. or a technique, or a, a special performance, or anything like that. That yeah. even you go, wow, that's cool to bring to Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, for sure. Well, we try to keep it super local, so sure. regional at or at unique most. local. I but mean, unique, you know, that a guy I like mean, me that's sitting at the radio all day yeah. doesn't know is coming down to the festival. For sure. I mean. Keep in mind, anything that you need details you want to know, you can go to lnkartsfest.com. That'll give you the lineup of performers, our creative partners, and just give you a general idea of what really will be happening. Uh, But we have a lot of awesome performances happening. So we have big top aerial arts that are going to be playing around in the the rail yard pretty much all day on Saturday doing awesome acrobatics and that style of dance you know we'll have a dj intermittently playing some kind of like world music maybe a little electronic maybe a little soul things like that Um, but we have some really great entertainment performers that are doing music like edam soul music uh jake reisdorf we have our lincoln calling showcase from six to ten which is verse in the vices um freak about you know, they have a great little lineup. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Leach is the third. Um, so they have a great little lineup from 6 to 10 that really is a nice time once the festival kind of comes to an end. Then the rail yard continues to be happening and things are going on there. So It, it can, continues to be the rail yard. It continues to be, <laughs> and we want that. Yeah, so absolutely. Even though it's we'll a great ca- place. Yeah, we'll kind of close up shop in terms of the sale and the creative partners, but we'll be back again on Sunday, 10 a.m., doing the full thing. So just pretty much... Throughout the weekend, um, you know, if you come between 9 and 6 on Saturday, you can catch all the activity partners in the sale. If you come between 10 and 4 on Sunday, same goes. Um, we have some interesting performances on Sunday from, like, Dingman Studios. They are an educational music uh, group, and they'll have their student bands come out. We have a dance academy coming, Starstruck Dance Academy mm-hmm. coming out and doing some performances. So a lot of community acts as well. Sure. Um, some... Uh, I don't know if you for sitting back and listening to entertainment. Saturday is a great day for entertainment and Sunday is a great day to kind of catch the younger community acts that are happening sure. in the city. So both awesome and a great time to come out. But yeah, I uh, 
It's a can't-miss-it event. It really is. Um, (laughs) Again, we're talking with uh, Allie McCracken from the Lincoln Arts Council, Mm -hmm. and she's talking about the Lincoln Arts Festival, which is uh, June 18th and 19th. Uh, More than 90 creatives from all over the U.S. will come together down on Canopy Street in the rail yard area. Um, It's free, folks, and uh, would love for you to go check it out. You can uh, check out uh, Lincoln Arts, well, LNKArtsFest.com for the info and lineups. Um, would you happen to know if there's any, cause people don't think street performers are artists, but mm. they absolutely are. If you've ever seen street performers, yeah. um, whether they're a mime, whether they're a statue, um, do you know if there's any of those type acts going to well, be down there? I do know the details on that. And, you know, we did kind of like a, an email blast to mm-hmm. say, Hey, if you're a street performer, holler at us. And our, the response rate was, I mean, I'm just going to say it was somewhat low. So we have a few things, but we're open. I mean, those are things we can fit in last minute. If somebody's listening right now and they are a mime or they're like a dancer who is a, you know, they stand in the street and wait for you to put money in until they'll do a dance. Give me a call yes, because we'll add you in. Um, but yeah, no, we do have the Lincoln Continentals doing some pop-up kind of barbershop quartet stuff. We have Nicholas Lee who pl- is going to play his cello. He's also going to do a little performance on Sunday, but he'll be on the street as well. And um, possibly one of the, the high school step teams, which I'm still waiting mm-hmm. to find out. But yeah, I mean, we, we want as much of that as possible. Yeah. We're going for that because we want it just to be this booming celebration that is super supportive of Lincoln artists. Lincoln creatives, you Mm -hmm. know, the creative scene in Lincoln is important. It's important to our economy. It's important. Arts and culture is important to keeping people here, getting Mm -hmm. people here, expanding the city. And so the festival, you know, we really the Lincoln Arts Council and the festival itself is meant to be, you know, the arts in the city of Lincoln. And so we're super inclusive of everybody in the community. We want everyone there. We want everybody to support it. And for many reasons. Absolutely. Well, and and I'll tell you what, I mean, folks, I don't you don't get to see this side of me much on the radio because it's not what I feel I'm paid to do to come in here. (laughs) But I will say this, as I've already said, theater, live theater, love it. You know, when it comes to the lead center here, love that. I've seen it all over the world. The other soft spot is oil paintings. So am I going to be able to come down there and buy some oil paintings, do you think? I, I think so. Even we, water, great watercolor. I like we, too. We have that. We have a pretty wide array of painters in a different array of medium. Okay. So check the website. Okay. You can get kind of a general overview of who the artists are and what they do and see, you know, what you're looking for and find their booth. It's it's quite yeah. it's quite the setup. Yeah, I so, picked up I would pick up at least a painting and I shouldn't say oil. That is me being me going it's a painting and I just assume they're all oil. They're not. Mm. But uh, lately I've been into people that are using I guess I'll call it depth. They're, so they're actually putting depth of the materials to almost create like 3D paintings. Yeah. Make flowers pop if you will or whatever. But um folks, again, you know, I'm a big law and order guy, and I believe in that piece of our democracy, our freedom, culture. But I'm also a big guy that you're absolutely right. The arts and the creatives of any society are a huge part of a good society moving forward because they are capturing the sentiments and putting it into action or painting in their performances, whether it be music of the, of the period, whether it be new performances. And it says a lot about a culture who can balance and come together between what oftentimes is very different personalities in the way we think, but a great venue nonetheless 
that when you're doing it right as a society, there's a nice, healthy balance. And so I'd encourage everybody to go out to the Lincoln Arts Festival. And I'm going to be down there because now I got an easy target to find some new paintings. Yes, it's a good time to do that. And, you know, what better way? I mean, your art can have a bit more of a story. Yeah, absolutely. From someone that you speak to. And it's local. It's local. Or whether they're, you know, artists coming from out of town. But, yeah. Thanks, Allie. Yeah. (laughs) You bet. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. We just uh, had Allie McCracken on from the Lincoln Arts Council. She was talking about the Lincoln Arts Festival coming up this weekend. Um, yes, this, is, this weekend. Oh, geez, you you just piped in there because you know that I was like, no, it's next weekend. And you're <laughs> like, no, it's this weekend, Jack. You said 18th to 19th, and I said... That's this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but when we're off air, I mean, God knows where my brain's at. Where, <laughs> where's my brain at most of the time? Hey, if you didn't know, um, that was a good interview, good background, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, actually. KLIN is a proud partner of the 21st uh, Lincoln Arts Festival. It's June 18th and 19th. More than 90 creatives from all over the United States will come together on Canopy Street and in the rail yard for the weekend of arts, culture, and community. Fun for the whole family. Uh, this is a complete can't-miss event. Uh, plus, do we mention it's free? You can find out more info at the Lincoln Arts Festival by visiting lnkartsfest.com. Um, thought it was a great conversation. Um, listen, I really mean that when I talk about good societies have a healthy balance of, you know, law and order, law-abiding citizens, and, you know, almost, I go back to the, the Greeks, you know, a warrior class and an arts class, right, as well as educators and politicians and what makes up a Western slash democratic republic. And arts is a huge part of it. And I think that this is a great event where you can go down with your kids. You can um, see all types of different performances, art, learn something and you never know where you'll be inspired because ultimately art and things like that, you know, inspire us. And uh, there's people that actually make things and do things that you and I, or at least me, I can't do. So 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I might have had a... Uh, Accidental discharge there before we got going on the show talking about young people. I love young people. I have young people in my family, but young people do some interesting things. There's no doubt about it. Hey, I'm really excited. Uh, Councilman Richard McGinnis is in studio. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I know uh, you've had a busy day, and I appreciate you taking a segment here uh, to talk to us about um, you and the other councilmen and women's uh, idea around the fairness ordinance over the last couple months, and then eventually the proposals you put forward that were voted on last night. I guess, can I, can I say real quick, yes. what, and, and I think it was the right call by everybody. You know, I've been following this, I've been trying to talk to different people on it, and what I liked about it, and I hope this is the end game, is that we're going to look at it from a full stakeholder perspective as we move forward and figure a solution. Very much so. And that was the main reason, I believe, that we went forward with this. And that, and, and too, it, was, it became very devi- divisive amongst the community, and we didn't need that at this point. 
Uh, Lincoln is just starting to get back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a good summer. We no longer have mass mandates. We no longer, uh, you know, have other things being told what we can do and not do. So I think the community is just starting to feel good again. And this was going to be painful, and which I learned through some of my friends on the council, James Michael and others that said this really they do feel there's some fear in moving forward if we would have gone to a vote or any type of campaign. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were worried about. Yeah, well, and I think that that's very true on both sides, just given the kind of what's going on in the nation now and everything being polarized. And and to be honest, even on the conservative side, if you will, I mean, I mean, I was surprised at how divisive our primary was. And so the thing I think that I was not around for the first fairness ordinance, so I kind of picked it up as the new fairness ordinance came about. Um, but as I began to talk to people, um, I didn't realize how polarizing it was until it kind of went through and then the uh, Nebraska Family Alliance kind of effort. Um, but then I began to look and go, yeah, there's something here. I never believed that this last document was the end-all be-all. But there was something as a community we need to solve in and around that area. And as you guys worked through it and the people that spoke, when and where did you feel, hey, we've, we've got to kind of move this along? In this case, the council voted to rescind. But then, okay, it's kind of like a restart, would you say? Or was it the divisiveness and some of the both sides um, and just the general state of some some issues in politics? Well, I think I think the main thing is the divisiveness um, that really got us to the point, let's just pull this off the table or at this point. Um, I think we all believe that there is some need for some type of ordinance maybe going forward or some type of Title 11. Um, but I don't think this was sold very well mm-hmm. to the community. I think it was kind of just brought on. And I think that got oh, a few of us just said, you know, you're bringing this on, but you didn't really include us in a lot of it going forward. As of last yesterday was the first time I had heard that they had been meeting for 18 months on this. Um, I hadn't even heard that. They said they've had various Zoom meetings and talked to people from around the country. And for some reason, I didn't seem to be involved right, in those. Right. And I think selling it to the community is the thing. I think Benny said it very well. I think we need to educate, talk to people, get their feelings, make sure everybody understands what it is, and then see if we can bring someone something forward at that point. Yeah, and I know one of the listeners had a great thing. He said, what would it take for the public to become less divisive over this issue? And you hit on a few of them. And I remember when Natalie Weiss was on the show, I said the same thing. I said, I'm just covering it based on how I got the information. And to me, it's as if, boom, boom, it it got here. And I said, the major stakeholders that are in opposition would be the first stakeholders that I would be trying to find out you know, what are their positions and how can we work together? You know, and I'm going to say a negotiated way forward. And I don't believe because I had them on a lot that they felt that either. And so kind of maybe this time it kind of snowballed from that kind of fact that a lot of people felt cut out in the decision making process with their council men or women or just the idea in general. Because I do. I believe there's room. Yeah. No, that's and I think that's what kind of got it to where we got to as of last night. Let's go ahead and pull this off the table and let's see if we can, I say, do it right, mm-hmm. uh, educate, get people on board, um, 
get everybody involved. Uh, I don't think all parties are going to agree. No. I mean, there won't be 100% agreement. No. And I just want to see us that at least the people feel like they were brought to the table and they had a voice in it. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes forward. I think we just need to cool off and actually focus on other things, focus on running the city. Yeah. Now we're all talking about the budget. As soon as the vote was over, we're sure. all saying, well, you know, how do you feel about the budget and yeah. things? So I think it was a big relief. We None of us felt like we won anything. Right. It, it, it kind of felt like, you know, we all lost something. But uh, it was kind of a, a relief feel, too. Yeah, well, I mean, the way I look at it, and I at times wanted to kind of beat the, the drumbeat on my feelings on it. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to have show after show after show because it's just going to inflame it. Cause I felt like, you know, it's a hot nuclear reactor and we don't want meltdown, but we, if we avoid meltdown, we've got a chance moving forward. And I think that, you know, I'm proud of the city council and you as representatives for kind of feeling that atmospherics. And it's on both sides because I know there were a lot of pro fairness ordinance people. That also realized and said, you know what, let's move forward into a better future of how we come together and figure this out. And I think that's the way you have to do it on an issue that maybe we didn't think was going to be that divisive, but it was. Yeah, and I do. I believe that a few on the council felt like, well, they've done it in Omaha. They've done it in these other places, and there wasn't that much pushback on it. Um, I think it was a perfect storm Mm -hmm. at the time that they did it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people felt like they were being told what to do. We had the mass going mandate. We had the churches not being told that they could meet in mass. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was a perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, you had CRT. You had a lot of things that if you're, you know, if you're steadfast conservative, you felt like, wow, wow, wow. And then all of a sudden, you know, we got through the mass mandate, as I recall, and then this kind of dropped. So um, so that's good. I mean, I think, folks, what's good is you avoid the meltdown. And again, it's a reset. It's it's definitely not over. And, and that's fine. And and I don't think it should be. I've been the first to say that I'd be more than happy to help if anybody cares, stakeholders, to uh, come to the table. Because you have to figure this out, you know. As we move forward, and again, when I looked at it, I saw about six different issues that Jack Riggins would have said, and I said, let's take one at a time. You know, that's that's how I would attack it, but I am, I'm not in your shoes. What is the sentiment? I mean, is there any kind of timeline just as, let's get back to normal Lincoln for a while, and then, you know, it sounds like everybody's agreeing on city council and stakeholders that we need to approach it differently when whenever we get around to that. Yeah, we, we really didn't talk about any type of timeline at this point, but it's not going to be uh, in two weeks from now. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. I think a lot of it will say, let's get through the budget season. Then that puts us into the November elections. Yeah. Then that puts us into our own elections because mm-hmm. there'll be four new city council members and the mayor mm-hmm. coming up and they'll be starting to run at the end of the year. So it looks like it could be pushed for about a year. Sure. Uh, before we come back at this. But I think in the meantime, we'll see efforts to educate, maybe pull some facts together to start talking about it yeah. amongst people in the city. So everybody kind of truly understands what it is. Yeah, and again, if, you're, if you've got groups with national experts coming in, I mean, there's certain stakeholders on both sides of the aisle and, and maybe even other folks that they want to be part of that so that they can understand. And as far as people on the street, I mean, I think what you've done as a city council is 
you've made the right decision because, again, most stakeholders on both sides of the aisle are very happy with the fact we're at kind of a pause. And that is a good thing, right? Oftentimes we think government needs to do something. But in this case, hey, let's let's hit a pause button. Let's rethink this. Um, nothing wrong with that. I'm glad you feel that way. And I think there's, like you said, mostly what I've heard is the same thing. Let's sit back and let's take another look at this. It's not like people want this to go away. Right. They just think it maybe ought to come back in a different form and done a different way. And um, so we'll see how that goes. But truthfully, there is a, a strong group out there that have worked many, many years to try to bring this forward. And I feel like, and I feel so, sorry for them. I do feel their pain a little bit that mm-hmm. they did all they thought was right to get this through. And then this happened. So I hopefully they don't feel defeated because I, I know they're a great, great group of people. And uh, I think we're going to need a movement forward. Oh, there's no doubt. And I think that people have miscategorized even this show sometimes on, on what we've said. And in fact, I have to, and some of that other side has talked about you know, like war. That's not the way to approach anything. It's it's about talking and finding common solutions. And as we dug into it, what I figured out was, oh, wait, we're not talking and we're not trying to understand both sides. And so you're right. There's been a group that's very passionate about this. There's actually been a couple on both sides. Um, and I don't think they're fringe, so to speak. I think they're they're stakeholders. And I think there's a lot of us. But in the end, if, a, if an issue is too divisive as this was getting, um, I agree. We don't want that in the community. And I do. I look forward to having, if, if it's this show or me personally, because I agree with you. It is a long future for Lincoln, Nebraska, and you want to make what we are is an accepting, accommodating people with diversity and and make it right. And, you know, that's just the challenge of of societies and leadership in today's times. Yeah, and I believe in Lincoln, and I believe in the people that live here. We've always been that way, grown up here. We've always seemed to take care of everybody, and everybody is our friends and our neighbors in this town. Well, I would agree. It doesn't, you probably felt like a little lost, maybe a lot of hard work, but in the end of the day, um, what we'd say in combat is it's okay to take a combat pause, right? So that you can go figure out the right solutions. Um, anything else on the, on the council, um, that you want to put out there? We had a great, uh, Duncan Aviation had a groundbreaking today, and it's great to see businesses like that. Uh, J.A. Wollum, who's down in the uh, South Haymarket, is going to be adding on and adding a bunch of new jobs. So it's great seeing some of our local companies. That's that's exciting that they're growing and hiring and, and investing their money back in the community. The fun thing for us now will be the budget. The mayor's bringing a pretty robust budget mm-hmm. on, and it, it even took a lot of us back. Uh, a little bit, seeing the numbers that she threw out there. So there will be a lot of discussions coming forward on the budget. Well, and I will tell you, I am about ready to dig into that with regard to safety and security. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I know, I don't mind robust budgets, right? Uh, you guys all get paid to figure it out. But I am concerned of safety and security in our city and making sure that our first responders, police and fire are well positioned just like we were talking for the future of Lincoln, because that's an important subject. And I think, again, we've come through an interesting time in American history, and uh, and that's something that I know I will be looking forward to. And just figuring out, because, you know, there there's a balance in everything we do. Mm-hmm. You know, well, safety has always been number one. Yeah. Safety, infrastructure, and taxes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty consistent, right? And 
you can't go without having a safe city. And that's, that's what right. drives people here. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I'm, I like the fact that Duncan Aviation is constantly expanding because, let's be honest, the new Top Gun maybe came out, so that means <laughs> at least in the United States Navy we'll have a half million new recruits, which means those people will filter back into society and uh, Duncan Aviation and, and airplanes in general are probably good business for the next 30, 40 years. <laughs> okay, well, Richard McGinnis, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, again, Councilman uh, Richard McGinnis in to talk about kind of the thought process of city council over the last couple months and leading to um, last night's vote to rescind both I'm going to say both fairness ordinances Um, but the acknowledgement as we've done on this show that um, we have to do better uh, as a city we have to do better as a citizenry to understand the issues as well as our elected officials putting together the packages and ordinances if you will um, so that we can move forward because this is an issue that, yes, it's polarizing. I get it. But in the end of the day, this is a, a reality and we are dealing with human beings and people. And there is always an area and Lincoln has always taken care of people. It's one of the reasons I moved back to Nebraska Nebraskans as a whole uh, to our peers and other states take care of people. We've shown a great empathetic ability to bring in all kinds of people from all over the world and integrate into our societies. And really this should be no different, but you've got to work through some of the, the more polarizing things that maybe we all bring from our past or um, what's going on in the national media. And I have great confidence. We'll do that. I really do. Um, And again, to the people that have asked, you know, how do we become more aware? Well, what I'm going to tell you is, Reach across that aisle. Communicate um, with people on any issue that are different with you. We try to do it on this show. I know that we'll have a hard take, but I think anybody that's come on the show or called in um, that sees items different has realized, no, we'll have the conversation. I mean, let's be honest. I'm a paid radio personality. My job is to, at times, have opinions that rebel rouse a little bit. And the other side of an issue would tell you the same thing. That's kind of the way the game is played. But on the human level, how do we get more educated? We reach out and we communicate and we ask questions and we talk. And that's where I want Lincoln to go is become a bigger, better, brighter community for everybody. 1499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks. Uh, we just had uh, Councilman Richard McGinnis on uh, talking the process of which uh, the council rescinded the fairness ordinances and we'll restart that's good let's uh, make things less divisive let's think through it um totally in agreement and i there's work to be done there absolutely um without a doubt hey keys to the city tuesday today businesses momo pizzeria and restaurante keyword is pioneers it's KLAN keys to the city brought to you by lincoln mattress and furniture okay it was tweet tuesday but we had ali mccracken on from the lincoln arts council talking about the arts festival uh this weekend as well so excuse me so we'll push it to tomorrow but i'll give you a preview uh, a guy i know semi-pro um on twitter i love how the golf channel and writers go after phil mickelson for speaking too openly then crucify him for not speaking openly enough at the U.S. Open. Well, if you haven't paid attention to golf, let me tell you what's going on. There is a new tour, the Live Tour, that is competing and paying for talent to come out of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, which is a European tour. So it is a competing entity. 
Um, and yes, they are offering large money to start up their competitive tour. The crisis comes from the fact that the PGA Tour here in America has basically said, you're with them or you're with us. And if you go play with them, you are kicked out of the PGA Tour. So this has the golf world in all kinds of kerfuffle with commissioners and players starting to take shots at each other (laughs) during press conferences with people whose jobs rely on the PGA Tour, media getting involved. And it is just hilarious. Why? All it is is a new business model. It's a new competition. What's the big deal? It's free country. Do what you want. 1,499.3 KLIN.